What's up, everyone? We're back for another episode of Locked On Bucks, and there were some official signings today. Bobby Portis, Joe Ingles, Javon Carter. We still don't have a figure for Serge Ibaka. That's one that we are very interested in, but we can talk about that. Uh, what's going on in the rest of the NBA? Uh, Donovan Mitchell doesn't seem too happy, and this is a key piece for the Bucks. We've discussed this before. What's it going to mean? Does he come to the East? So we'll discuss that. Uh, and what about an old friend? Should we talk about Eric Bledsoe today? I think we might. Let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win Monday to Friday. And don't forget, this Saturday, post-game podcast, Summer League, the Bucks are back on the floor and we're doing it. I don't know why we're doing it, but we are doing it. Uh, so make sure you check out the post-game podcast. You can also find my stuff over at ESPN and uh, with us as he is every week from the Bucks Radio Network, uh, Justin Garcia. Uh, and we thank everyone for making Locked On Bucks your first uh, listen or first watch of every day. That we're, we're still on the clock on the YouTube subscribers. We're up to 3.65K. I think we can get to 4K by the end of Summer League, potentially when the Bucks win the Summer League Bow Championship, uh, which everyone is, is very excited about. <laughs> I'm telling you, one thing, if I come up with a joke, don't encourage me, Justin. And I had one YouTuber say that they laughed at me saying the Mahjong Summer League Bow Championship. So now I'm just going to continue running with it until it is no longer possible. Are you doing anything radio-wise for Summer League? What's the deal? Uh, no, we are not, which oh, does on. kind of surprise. No, I'm with you. I've kind of brought it up the last few years and it's fallen on deaf ears. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly surprised, um, that the bucks don't do anything either digitally that, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's an easy win to utilize. I would certainly do it. I'm not advocating for that, but to use people that you have, I know I just saw Zora yesterday. She's going to be there doing some stuff for NBA TV, but like this is the type of thing you would think you would do like a digital broadcast and just kind of stoke some more excitement. So I'm kind of surprised, not just radio, but the Bucks in general haven't really done anything for that. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, actual, the rights are for some league. It always is an NBA TV slash bit of ESPN stuff there. So who knows? But we know our guy, Nick Monroe, will be providing uh, some excellent content on the Bucks social channels, which brings me, to uh, my first point, uh, I mentioned that the Bucks officially, you know, Bobby Portis officially back, Joe Ingles officially here, Javon Carter still waiting for the figure uh, for Serge Ibaka. But I did see a piece of social content which made me wonder whether the Bucks wanted to sign Bobby Portis purely for this tweet that I'm going to bring up here. And it's the four more years, Bobby Portis at the White House. And it's just the perfect caption, four more years. And, I, you know, I would like to think that, first of all, Bobby Portis deserves the four years, but I would like to think that they just really wanted to go for the social media content, the four more years tweet. So they had to do it. I, uh, I He tweeted it as soon as the, <laughs> the start of free agency. 
And it was kind of an under the radar hashtag because as soon as you saw it, you thought like, man, that is brilliant to have the four more years. And I think he even, I think he may have a shirt out that he he worked on that immediately. But yeah, I mean, for him to double back and, and use the picture of himself at the White House too, is just the the chef's kiss for that entire tweet. Uh, so Luca Vildoza, we spoke about him yesterday. The reports came out that he was going to be waived. Uh, I actually missed this, but I saw some talk about it. So I was curious where it came from. You mentioned it, but uh, potentially uh, it was his agent that tweeted something about uh, how he might be re-signed by the Bucks. This is something we discussed yesterday uh, that I thought that I don't really see the Bucks carrying Luca Vildoza into the regular season on the main roster, but... He's been around the team. He's been in the facility. He's been practicing. So I wouldn't... It it just was almost kind of something that I could foresee happening, that they would bring him back on some sort of training camp deal. Now, there isn't details there, but I'm just guessing that they will have him around if he doesn't get another opportunity elsewhere. And I think you were the one, Justin, that tweeted that Summer League is a showcase for a lot of these guys. And hopefully there is an opportunity for him to get a full NBA deal uh, somewhere. I'm just not sure whether it'll be more... Yeah, um, and I guess we're making somewhat of a leap here. Yeah. Um, the tweet that you're referring to, I, I think I I took everybody at their word of, okay, this is what it translates to that. Yeah. Uh, or, or maybe it's somebody speaking out of school too. But uh, I think that was the confusion is the Bucks announced their summer league roster. And then hours later, <laughs> you see that, uh, that he's waived and thinking, wait a minute, he was just on there. Um, but yeah, that, that was my reasoning behind it is you still need to fill out a summer league roster and even if you're released by the team like you want to find a job in the nba so that's what summer league is really about to see who stands out and i did see a few people point out you know trying to develop luca vildaza and look we played him in the playoffs so they obviously like him and want him here Uh, he didn't play that much in the playoffs and they also played Elijah Bryant in the playoffs, basically the same amount the year before, and and he's nowhere to be found. So um, I think it's basically just, you know, Summer League is is Luca Vildaza's opportunity to try to impress, and maybe he'll get a two-way deal with another team or who knows, a bad team that has a bad you know roster situation. He may be able to be the 15th man on that, but it's it's probably not here. Yeah, well, the Bucs, uh, we don't know what's going to happen with A.J. Green. We'll get a bit of a look at him. Uh, here in Summer League in the upcoming days. And I did see a pretty cool stat, though, with Luca, And uh, it was... And I, I don't know whether this is a verified statistic or record, so I'm just relaying something I saw on Twitter. I believe it was Hoops Hype uh, that tweeted this out, that uh, Luca Vildoza, the only player in NBA history to play in the postseason but not in the regular season. So what a what a guy. Remember the the last regular season game we thought potentially he was going to come in and play minutes. Yeah. And it was kind of that weird situation where it's they were the Bucks were sort of saying, "No, we don't think he's acclimatized yet to the team." And it's like, "Okay, it's the last regular. <laughs> what are we waiting for here? Get this guy out and play." Uh, but then he had those uh showtime minutes there against the Chicago Bulls. All right. I got to ask you about Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> now, I hear you scoff there, Justin, but this is a conversation we need to have. After I talk about rockauto.com, who have been sponsoring us forever, great partners of Locked On Bucks, and uh, you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. If you've got any problems with your car, you need parts, you need uh, little bits and pieces for the interior, you can get them all 
at uh, rockauto.com, tail lamps, new carpet, air fresheners, whatever you may need. You'll be able to do it at Rock Auto because it's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers and they've been doing it for over 20 years. And rather than going to a chain store, uh, you can save 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts here at rockauto.com. And it's really easy to look through the catalog. I know nothing about cars, but even I know what I'm doing when I go to the rockauto.com catalog. So uh, that's a fair endorsement right now. Go and explore it for whatever you need uh, and uh, you'll find it as easy as I did. So go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck. We're at Lockdown in a How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com All right, Eric Bledsoe, Justin, uh, not a surprise to anyone. He's going to be a free agent. He was, he was with the Blazers, never really played. They'd, it's kind of a weird situation where they started listing him as having injuries. He was like, I don't even know what's wrong. I'm fine. <laughs> and he, I don't think he ended up playing a minute with the Blazers, but he was with the Clippers uh, prior to that. Didn't have a great season. Uh, but naturally, when you've got familiar faces like this, uh, that's hit the market. It's a question you have to ask. And I saw you tweeting about it. So I want to throw to you first. Any thoughts on Eric Bledsoe? Um, all right. So oh boy. I was always... That was, uh, a, that was, I tell you what, that was a deep breath. For those watching on YouTube, that was a deep <laughs> breath. Here we go. I was uh, I was always an Eric Bledsoe fan. And I, I found it funny that the immediate reaction was bring him home and all the tweets of, Oh, we got to get Bledsoe back here when I'm not going to say all, but a vast majority of the group tweeting that couldn't have gotten him out of town fast enough two or three years ago. And I understand it would be a different role, uh, but would it be a nice story? Sure. It makes no sense. Where would Eric Bledsoe play? George Hill is still on the roster and everybody can point to, well, you would trade George Hill, which in theory, sure, but let's just play devil's advocate here. I would assume that was maybe something on the checklist of things to do in the offseason. Let's see if we can move this roster spot and work out some type of deal. Um, a player that is in his mid-30s who suffered numerous injuries last year, whose play maybe declined, and doesn't really have a large contract to net you a lot. You have zero draft assets you can include. Realistically, what are you getting in that trade? And you can say, well, it's part of a package. But I don't think they're looking to trade Grayson Allen. So it's not like there's this robust trade market for George Hill. So I think you have to approach the season with George Hill's on the roster. We just touched on Javon Carter. He's here. And, you know, the same group that wants Eric Bledsoe was – most of the same people saying Javon Carter, I don't disagree, needed to play more in the playoffs last season. So if you bring in Eric Bledsoe, how does that work? Because I would maintain it's not a perfect analogy, but Javon Carter is probably at this stage in their career, a cheaper, a better, a younger version of Eric Bledsoe. And if George Hill's on the roster, we know one thing with Bud, George Hill is going to play. So there's just no room for him. And I wouldn't really classify that as a big need for the Bucs with those two on the roster. Even if you know, George Hill is mysteriously gone and it's still Javon Carter, you have Javon Carter and Drew Holiday. There's not a need for Eric Bledsoe. So I'm not necessarily advocating for Eric Bledsoe to come back, but 
Uh, as we discussed, 13 roster spots currently. I guess the pushback and certainly a lot of the, if if there's negative feedback that I'm reading on YouTube and Twitter from Bucks fans, because I think for the most part, most people are like, look, we understand they were pretty restricted this offseason. We were pretty realistic in understanding that best case scenario is you just bring a bunch of guys back. I think that was probably the most likely scenario. We're certainly seeing that. But there is a couple of roster spots. And let's be honest, you're always going to have guys that aren't going to play. And by the way, I I will just say this quickly. The George Hill stuff is gone way too far. Like it's actually starting to, and fine. I'm not saying that he's going to be a player that you want to play every night. I'm not saying he's going to be a playoff contributor. I'm not saying that at all. Uh, But the the out and out hate for George Hill is just so bizarre to me. And I I just don't like it. It's just, it's, I don't like it. It's not nice. I'm not trying to say George Hill was good in the playoffs and that he was Kurt Angle. He was playing, trying to play with a broken freaking neck. That's (laughs) that's what I was getting at. Like, look, I agree. Javon Carter should have played more. Um, But let's also give him the benefit of the doubt of the injuries that he was going. And it wasn't just one, it was the abdomen. It was the neck. It was everything else. So I'm inclined to, to cut him a little slack and say, okay, let's, let's see what this looks like with an off season to recuperate in a, in a healthy George Hill. The other thing is the roster is currently at 13. Um, but from the reporting there, there was a qualifying offer made to Jordan Wara. So if we assume Jordan Wara's back, are we you're up that? to, well, I, let's just do it for this, for the, okay. for the sake of this practice. Um, so that would put you at 14. Yes. I don't think they want to go into the season with a 15 man roster. I think they would like some of that flexibility. Like John horse talked about last year around the midpoint of the season. Um, so I don't think they're, I think the roster is going to be 14. Maybe that's Eric Bledsoe. And they just say, Hey, let's, let's load up in the backcourt. Uh, maybe it's somebody else, but I think they're going to go in with 14 players. Maybe it's Jordan Wara, but regardless if you ask me what the roster size is, I don't think it's going to be 15 when the regular season begins. I think that might be right. Just on Eric Bledsoe, and again, this is probably why I'm not really advocating it. If you looked at the minutes, and by the way, it was a really weird Clippers roster last year with you know Kawhi obviously out and the Paul George stuff. Uh, but the numbers weren't great. Actually, the year before with the Pelicans, he was actually really decent. good. Yeah, 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 he was decent. And... You know, if you really want to look at the optimistic side of things, you can say, well, there was lengthy conversations that we had on this podcast with Eric Bledsoe that, geez, I really wish he could be a sixth man and not have the pressure of being one of your best two or three players or one of your, one of the players that you absolutely have to lean on in the postseason. Uh, he was very inconsistent offensively in the postseason. Clearly, we know that. Uh, so is Drew Holiday, Ben, let's be honest. But I would say that Drew Holiday has proven that he uh, can move by perhaps rough nights a little bit better than, than what Eric Bledsoe proved to over the three postseasons that he was here. So, I, again, I'm not necessarily advocating for it, but I I could, given where we're at at free agency, given that you, you're getting players, again, that are probably going to be veterans, probably going to have question marks that, that you bring up, but I'm not totally surprised that there would be some Bucks fans that would say, sign him as your 14th man, bring him off the bench. He, he He's probably better than George Hill. I'm not surprised. And um, uh, look, I, I think the elephant in the room is, I think most of us assume 
they'll probably end up with the Lakers due to the clutch relationship. <laughs> and I think he'd be really good with that. Like that's where he's going to thrive. That's I think the other pushback I would have is Is he old he, enough? Is he old enough? Well, that's a that's a good point that he's what 32, I think. So he, he needs a couple of years. So maybe he hangs out elsewhere. Hmm. Um I was stunned he played 55 games, something like that last year. It yeah, didn't seem yeah. that high. And I guess you, you know, we we joked about um no games actually played for the Blazers. I mean, it's it's always quite a sight when they post their thanks for everything, Bledsoe. And the imagery, they did do that. And the imagery is him in warm-ups, just like (laughs) practice shirt and shorts. Okay, we've gone too far. Like, I'm fine, and I understand why they do it. It's good PR. He didn't play, and you didn't want him to play. It's not good. Like, you got to play at least two years somewhere for them to do that. So is he going to get a thank you video? Do you think they'll just replay the press conference? I I hope so. It's just, thanks, Bled, and it just clips of him on the bench. Um, but I just, I don't like the fit with the way that this roster is constructed that, you know, we saw it enough in the regular season and playoffs that, um, it, the guy that you go to off the bench in, in this instance, you got to play defense, obviously, but you're going to want some scoring. You're not really going to get that from Eric Bledsoe and, and his shot profile, uh, where he takes his shots from. It's not a whole lot of threes and a majority of it is, He's getting to the rim, and that's kind of the area in that, you know, in the paint is where he's getting the shots. Not a whole lot of three-point attempts. That doesn't bode well with Giannis on the floor. We saw enough of that to know that. So I, I think his best fit is somewhere where he's the penetrator and he's just surrounded by shooters. And, you know, Giannis is going to be on the floor for the majority of the time. So that's that's not an ideal fit here. Yeah, and that's where the concerns are, whether it was health last year, whether the real decline as started, but he was only around 59% at the rim, which is career low for him, I believe. He was pretty bad uh, from the three-point line, uh, pretty good in the mid-range, which, by the way, he's always had. He's had that nice little uh, dribble pull-up uh, from the mid-range, which isn't a high-volume shot in today's NBA anyway. Uh, one thing I do want to bring up, though, and this would just be, if you really think about this, so the Bucks sign Eric Bledsoe, they keep George Hill on the roster. They win the championship. And then the two players, I know there was a lot of draft picks, but the two players that you traded for Drew Holiday, you get them back and you win a title with all of them. What a story. It would be incredible stuff. That, that uh, you know, Again, I don't think any of this is likely to happen, but just imagine if they were able to get those two guys straight back on the roster and win the title with the upgrade. It would be beautiful I stuff. Mean, like, that's the picture that you want for anybody's memorabilia collection is the three of those guys yeah. together with They're the like, trophy. Is this Friday shop? No, this is real. Right. This is real. <laughs> no, that actually happened. It was two years after they won the title, they won another. Uh, so, you know, that was something I was uh, going for a walk today and uh, chuckling to myself. Someone was looking at me thinking I was a weirdo. And I said, you don't understand what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of George Hill, Eric Bledsoe and Drew Holiday winning the title together. So anyway, I, I've got something about the Toronto Raptors. It's just fascinating to me. Speaking of me going on a walk and listening to podcasts, I've been listening to something very strange when it comes to the Toronto Raptors. Uh, And then, as I mentioned, uh, Donovan Mitchell, we can talk about them after Built Bar. Now, from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar. Maybe you haven't, Justin. But guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. uh, So maybe they can convince you to try this one. 
That's right. The coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor that you love and a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness, but stop drooling and listen. They are good for you as well. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, uh, and delicious, of course, which I've said about six times so far. But the coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. So go to built.com. Make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Uh, that's promo code LOCK15 at built.com. All right. So, as you know, a lot of basketball fans do, I like to go for a stroll in the morning, grab a coffee, stretch the legs listen to a couple of podcasts, see what's going on around the NBA world. And naturally, there's a lot of talk about Kevin Durant, which makes a lot of sense. This is the deal that's going to shape the offseason. No question. I'm fascinated to see uh, how it's going to go down. And we know, you know, Phoenix are in the mix. New Orleans potentially could dip their toes in the water. Toronto is an interesting team that's come up. And actually, you know, it makes sense. I think they've got the young players. They've got a couple of players that could probably throw in some picks. So I think... And by the way, Toronto, probably a beautiful place to live as well. I don't, you know, I'm sure KD could talk himself into going to Toronto. But the thing that's so weird to me is how many people that cover the game all year, it's their job, and they're like, well, I think Toronto's in it because we know Masai Ujiri, he, just, he is ruthless at the trade table. This is a man that knows how to trade for a superstar. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Everyone knew that the trade for Kawhi Leonard was one of the biggest heists of all time because the Spurs were so sick of Kawhi Leonard that they're like, we don't even care. Just give us the well, to Rosen. This wasn't some sort of like trading genius heist. That was ridiculous. So I don't think, well, I don't even understand it. Not only that. So that was basically essentially the first of those I want out of here and I'd like to go try and win a championship deals. So it was before the market really had a chance to set itself. And but now it's you know, a million picks. <laughs> and and now it's that, that you have a 5% stake in the team as well. But By also, the way, they got more for DeJounte Murray than they did for Kawhi than Leonard. Than they did for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. And, and also part of it is um, we've seen nothing to really dispute it with the way that the Spurs have been the last few years, but they didn't want to just tear it down and rebuild that they still wanted to be competitive, which you know, the Raptors, it kind of was the, well, do you really believe Kawhi is going to move on? And he, we know he wants to go to the, one of the LA teams. And it was almost like the Raptors just being the kid that's like, well, you got nothing to lose asking the prom queen out, see if she says yes. And that's, <laughs> they caught the Spurs at the right time. Like, Hey, yeah. what if we gave you a guy that can help you win 45 games now? Sure. Deal. So um, yeah, I, I'm with you where that was a total no-brainer move, too, by the Raptors. I'm not trying to take away from Masai no. Ujiri. I think he's one of the best in the game. You do as well. But, I mean, that was a no-brainer move. If you had a chance to get Kawhi Leonard for the package they gave up when you were butting your head against the wall year after year, and you knew the makeup of the team we have, this isn't going to work. So even if it's a rental, who cares? Because we'll instantly be a better team. Now, I'll concede if he ends up trading Fred Van Vliet and Thad Young in a two-for-one for Kevin Durant, then I'll concede that this guy is the absolute king of the trade table. But it's just interesting to me. I thought everyone 
openly acknowledged that that was a, a heist and a weird situation with the Spurs and where they're at uh, with Kawhi Leonard. What about Donovan Mitchell? Because we've spoke, and speaking of Kevin Durant, you know, one of the teams that he's you know suggested that he wouldn't mind going to was Miami. And I just don't see how it's possible with the players that Miami have, unless they were trading, you know, Jimmy Butler or whatever, which it doesn't seem like they're going to do. So it just doesn't seem like Miami's a destination. But Donovan Mitchell isn't Kevin Durant. Uh, and this was one of the places that we highlighted, you know, going back a couple of months ago, just keep an eye on Donovan Mitchell to see what happens here. Now, I think at this point, Donovan Mitchell's tweeting about it. Everyone understands that Utah are going to be re- the Utah. Everyone understands the Utah are going to be really bad next season. Uh, so I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't really see Donovan Mitchell sitting back and saying, yeah, I'm happy to play in Utah for this team that's going to be in the lottery, potentially high in the lottery. So it's just just a watch, just a watch with with Miami potentially getting involved here because while I, I don't think Donovan Mitchell is a, is a number one guy, uh, I don't think he's really proven that to this point. If you add him to the mix with a Miami team, they could probably use another scorer. That's a pretty nice addition. So I'm closely watching what Donovan Mitchell does with Utah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would assume he's gone. There was all of the the warning signs that were out there that, that Brian Windhorst has already gone through <laughs> uh, ad nauseum. But um, I would assume he's gone. That what What's the point of retaining him at this point and if you're the jazz too and this is the package we got for rudy gobert all right what are you guys willing to offer up for donovan mitchell the miami thing i would if you told me that he'd get one of those players it would have to be donovan mitchell just by the package that they could put together um i would be interested to see how that team looks too because it's almost like you're getting in some ways, Jimmy Butler's replacement and playing him next to Jimmy mm. Butler, you still got to figure out how to replace PJ Tucker. Um, and you got to wonder if the Kyle Lowry that you saw in the playoffs and the second half of the season is who he is going forward. But it's just comical to me with the Kevin Durant stuff. Like we talked about the market hadn't been set yet when the Kawhi trade was made, but you know, to, to hear from a couple of different teams and I get why the Raptors are doing it. But to hear the Raptors say Scotty Barnes is not available in a trade for Kevin Durant, what are you doing? Like, if if Kevin Durant wanted to go there, you give up Scotty Barnes for Kevin Durant because he instantly makes you a team that could win your conference and potentially win a championship. And maybe Scotty Barnes gets there. He's not there now, and you know Kevin Durant is. Tyler Hero, I mean, that's not enough of a package to land a player like Kevin Durant. So – I'm very curious to see where it goes just because we say that and you look at the teams that are linked to him. I keep coming back to the team that, you know, really has the best package they could offer, which would seem he wants no part of is the golden state warriors where they could give you a lot of young guys, a player that's already good. And Andrew Wiggins and draft picks, everything else, you look at the packages and you think, okay, this kind of still feels like I'm taking 80 to 90 cents on the dollar for Kevin Durant. Yeah, I just kind of assume that uh, that's why all these teams that, you know, that's why I still just come back to Phoenix because if he came out and said that there was two teams that he wanted to go to, by the way, the two teams that finished with the number one seed in their conferences. So he's, he's setting his uh, sights pretty high, by the way. But 
uh, two pretty nice places to live, I'm sure, Miami and Phoenix. But I, I think given the history, you know, you're talking about a guy that just signed a contract and said, screw it, I want to leave. I think ultimately a team that's trading for him would want to feel pretty confident that he's going to stay there. And they're not, you know, he is 33. And I understand it's Kevin right. Durant. There's some risk there. So I think if you're a franchise, you have to say, well, we better make sure that he actually wants to play. That's why I don't see, you know, Minnesota jumping in on the sweepstakes or something like that. Yeah. And, and uh, Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue actually chronicled this pretty well uh, earlier today. But yeah, it, it basically takes realistically every team, but Miami and Phoenix out of the mix when, you know, even if you're Toronto and you say, okay, here, we'll give you this and we'll give you Scotty Barnes and we'll give you Pascal Siakam or whatever it is you want. If Kevin Durant is still like, yeah, I'm not really interested in playing there. You can't give up your youth for a guy that, you know, either refuses to report or immediately requests to trade the following year. Yeah, I think that's right. So that, I mean, listen, I, I doubt it's the last time we talk about Kevin Durant. But anyway, if you want to listen to more of it, you can listen to Locked On NBA podcast. They'll have you covered with all the national stuff. They're probably talking about Chet Holmgren. Although, by the way, I think his second summer league game, uh, not quite as impressive as his first, but who cares? I've said it. Summer league. Get hyped as you need to be. Uh, we'll be doing that on Saturday if uh, Marjon Bochamp plays well. Hugo Besson, these guys are the going to get a shot. So we're looking forward to that. But listen to the Locked On NBA podcast after you're done with us here. At locked on bucks and uh shall we wrap it up justin any any final thoughts you need to throw out there um I, the final thought so i i put it through the translation the tweet that got everybody going to luca vildaza what do you want the good news or the bad news the bad news is that the bucks are going to cut you the good news is that they're going to rehire you on friday they're super happy with luca vildaza stay with them all season. So the last part is kind of what makes you somewhat raise an eyebrow. They stay with them all season. The rest of it, we kind of talked about it before too. It, it seemed like it was just, okay, they're, they're releasing him, but he's obviously going to be in the summer league team. Maybe it's an exhibit 10 deal. And you see where it goes from there that we talked about the roster being at 14. I think going into the season, maybe he becomes that 15th guy. If you know, you keep it there, but the, the last line of stay with them all season is, is the agent being overzealous here? Is there something we don't know? Yeah, look, we've spoken about the Bucks tax situation endlessly that I just don't foresee the Bucks throwing out guaranteed money uh, willy-nilly, as they say. So uh, we'll see how this plays out. But again, all those guys have been hanging out together, so it won't be a surprise uh, to see him. And I do think he is going to be a fun player at Summer League, so I'm looking forward to checking uh, him out as well a couple days still until the first game but as i mentioned we'll be back on the weekend doing a post game pod there we'll come up with something tomorrow who knows uh, but we appreciate you listening to justin myself we'll speak to you guys 